Jeremiah Wonders is brought to you by MyBookie. Maybe you can't go to a game in person right now, but you know what's going to make it more fun? Betting on it. The winning season returns at MyBookie. That means doubling your first deposit. Plus, survivor contests, super contests, and squares. From live betting to championship futures, every player you want to make is waiting for you at MyBookie. Unlike the other guys, this boogie makes it easy on you, and he's not going to break your legs if you don't pay. Maybe they will. I don't know. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. Use promo code SACS and double your first deposit. Hit all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce the rivals while you cash in. Get more excitement out of the sports you love by betting and winning. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, and collect your cash. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code SACS, S-A-X, to double your first deposit. That's promo code SACS at mybookie. Your winning season starts today, only at mybookie. Well, guys, I'm very excited about this episode today with Sam Roberts. We have an awesome conversation that we'll get to in a second. want to tell you guys, though, that I do have a merch store that is brand new and up on my website at jeremiahwatkins.com. Got some new shirts, got some sax hats. Go grab one, support the show. Yeah, yeah, we are at Better Box right now recording. I love those guys, Speedweed. They support the show like none other. And Gage T. Arena is over there behind the glass producing the heck out of this thing. I want to thank him. And I want to thank you guys for liking and commenting and reviewing on iTunes. All that stuff helps whether you're listening to this uh, on audio um, or maybe you, you go later at a later time to check it out on video. All that stuff helps with spreading the awareness of the show and reaching out on Twitter and, and Instagram and the social medias to me and the different comics who do this show. It's fun. It's engagement. It's happening. And I like reposting and sharing. And it lets people know that, you know, these listeners and viewers are freaking active on this show and the, the listeners are strong, dog. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So without further ado, I want to get to this episode of Sam Roberts on Jeremiah Wonders. Here we are, Sam Roberts. Thank you so much for joining the show. How the heck are you, pal? I'm great now. Thank you for having me. You're great now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Good. getting to do the show. You get to you do know, the show. It's, 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 yeah, all the anticipation of when will I do the show is over. It's here. <laughs> exactly. It's been years of, of you trying to get on the show. It's finally <laughs> happened today. You know, we yeah. can just relax. We can just enjoy each other now. There's no more stress associated with like the the when or the how. It's it's happening right now. That's right. And it feels it feels right. I think it feels pretty good. Uh yeah. I appreciate um, you know, any anytime somebody who uh does podcasting or radio um who do the show, I always appreciate when they have dope setups that's just like you know, the good sound, the good camera, it's just, uh, it helps, it helps a lot with these remote interviews. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I mean, I, I would like to say I was smart enough, but it's not like I sat there going, yes. And then there'll be a pandemic and I'll need a home studio. So I'll be so glad. But like, I, I built a studio here in my house, like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Like as soon as we moved into the house, I started building the studio. So it's like, when everybody was like, well, we can't leave the studio. I was like, well, we'll just, they actually, the first plan at Sirius was they go, so uh, Sam, um, right now, because it was before anybody really knew how anybody was going to handle anything. They were like, would we be able to move everybody from the show and just have them all do it from your house? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, the more the merrier. Bring everybody over. Sure, and Pretty quickly not? they were like, yeah, that's it's not remotely practical. I mean, why would we have everybody not serious and all in the same room anyway? But yeah, yeah it was here. Like I've, I've, I've had the studio from way before we all had to do this stuff remotely. So I was, I was very happy to just be able to jump on. Yeah. Ahead of the curve. Uh, what part of the city, uh, do you live in now out on the East coast? I'm outside of the, of the city. I'm in Westchester. Westchester. Awesome. What kind of a commute is that into New York? It's like a half hour. I mean, I go early enough in the morning, but yeah, it's not bad. I like nice. it out here. Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research on you, and um, oh. that's always fun, right? Uh, digging up yeah. some gems <laughs> from the past. <laughs> and uh, you were good. on you were on Nickelodeon as a kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you get asked yes, about was. that a lot? Uh, not a lot, a lot. I mean, it's come up, <laughs> but I never know because I've said so much stuff on the radio yeah. that I never know exactly. Like, and, like half the stories are from my childhood, and then so I never know exactly when people are like, "Well, I've done my research, and I know and that." Like, uh, <laughs> I go, I have no idea where this is going, but yeah, I, I was on, uh, I was on Figure It Out, the Nickelodeon hidden talent show. Yeah, and when you, I was, uh, kid, yeah, and you were you uh, did some some coin flipping with your ankles. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm double jointed in my ankle, and yeah, I mean, so like my ankle, like kind of like flips, like almost like a thumb does. Like it doesn't actually come off the bone but there's something on it where it just flips up. And so like, I used to just click it. I'm clicking it right now. I don't know if you actually. That was guard. I sprained my, I sprained my ankle before when I was a kid and that literally just brought flashbacks. Oh man. I, I literally, I started sweating a little bit when you popped that. <laughs> that was like a genuine reaction i like it really so i uh i did this dumb thing as a kid where you know you're with with like uh do you, do you have siblings sam sure yeah i have a brother and a sister okay same here so you're always like at some point either trying to show off for them or like a group of friends and i was trying to show off for my brother at the time like older brother always trying to impress him and you know try to be cool around him and uh, we had this uh, this eagle's nest where there's a little slide on the back uh, end of it. And we figured, let's make our own white trash water slide. And we hosed it down. And we were going down it. And, you know, of course, that was cool uh, uh, at the time. Like, just that. Just like, this is crazy. We put water on our own slide. And now we have our own water slide. We're so creative. And I, right. I, I wanted to keep one upping because that's just who I am. It's probably one of the reasons I became a comedian, but uh, I need more attention. Uh, I stood up on the slide, like on the way down. Like, I'm like, I'm going to stand down it because I've seen in the movies dope surfing and stuff like that. And as yeah. soon as I hit the bottom of this slide, I literally, it, I'll never forget the moment. My legs went completely out from underneath me and I was floating just like completely looking all at blue sky above me and then all my weight right on my ankle. And, and so So, in the moment, right before you land, like in the moment where you're just floating, are you thinking, Oh, this is going to be terrible. Or are you like, this is awesome. (laughs) Okay. For the first half of a second you're like this is epic and then you're like oh no i'm about to fall like like it registers real quick like first you're stoked because you know you're like oh i probably look amazing right now you know in front of my brother i'm trying to impress him and then as soon as like it sets in like oh i have to come down and there's no way i can can balance and, and and catch myself and i just slammed and then i was on crutches for for uh, months, and I was uh, I used to play like a lot of soccer and basketball, so I was just like out for the count, and I like, whew, literally that that memory came flooding back when you went. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go to your coaches and be like, I can't play for the rest of the season. Oh, why? What happened? Oh, I hosed down my slide and I stood down. <laughs> the worst way to break your ankle, dude. It's like the least athletic thing. Like I broke my arm like skateboarding like a few years ago, and it was just uh-huh. like the like. I, there's a video of it that's vi- just very sad. It, I wasn't even doing like a cool trick or anything. It's just me like pancaking into cement. I mean, me like, oh, oh no, oh. This is me trying to control my anger and not cry in front of my friends. Once again, trying to impress friends around me, and then I paid the price, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I realized, uh, I mean, I could do this thing with my ankle ever since I was a kid. Like, it was just, I didn't know that it was a thing that other people couldn't do. Sam, Uh, you're different. You're special. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, uh, I don't remember how... Somebody like my dad or somebody in my family told me to put a quarter on it. Let's and so I could realize I could flip quarters. That sounds like a dad thing. Hey, Hey, why don't you put a quarter on that thing? (laughs) Let's see what other shit we could put on there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I put a quarter on there and I flipped it and it was like, whoa. 
And, uh, and of course at that time I was watching Nickelodeon and it was back in the day when, uh, it was like, if you want to be a contestant, send a VHS tape to blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, you'd get, and then it said all VHS tapes become property of Viacom. Blah, blah. And so, and so, yeah, I was like, I, I want to do this. I really want to do it. And so we actually got out like the big camcorder. Those and I did my shoulder thing. cams, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. man. Take, like, Every family had them in the, in the 90s. If you're, if you're fortunate enough to have a home video recorder, then it would be the shoulder, basically what looks like a news cam to people now. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, so we made the video and sent it to Nickelodeon, and like, I feel like six months went by. Like, it was a long time. And they just You're called like, the house. I don't house even have day. that skill anymore. It was like a gross <laughs> yeah. thing. I don't know what was going on. I don't know. I've gone through puberty. I'm a man now. <laughs> I have pubes. Can I still be on Nickelodeon? <laughs> I feel like it's going to get real creepy real quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I went out to Orlando and did the did figure it out. And they didn't figure it out. No, I would love if they had a reunion show <laughs> and it's just like all those those kids growing up and they're like can I can I do my can I do my talent still? Is it, can, can we do this? <laughs> yeah. Just to yeah. see like the then and now, like like where are these kids now? Like because it's always interesting with childhood like celebrities when they do that, but they never follow <laughs> up with people who are just like random contestants on shows. Like what happened to this shopper on Supermarket <laughs> Sweep? She was going for all the frozen food. And oh, she's in yeah, a diabetic you, coma. Okay. Um, well, I guess we can wheel her out. I mean, <laughs> you hear about like Beyonce on Star Search, but you never know who like who won two weeks before Beyonce. Dude, who was I, that person? I bet right? that would be an amazing documentary series. Actually, like the people who who basically like almost got it. Like you know what I mean? Like who, like let's say there was another singer who went up against Beyonce or like different acts, like different comics and stuff like that. That would be fascinating to see the people who almost got it. I don't know. Yeah. And who didn't realize, like, they got that rush, like, oh, my God, show business is starting. And they didn't realize that that was their peak. Oh, I And, like, know. the rest of their life, it's just like, ah. Oh. Like, I mean, I remember even when I was a kid, like, I was so not prepared for it. I did the game show. And, like, they fly you uh, to Orlando. And, like, you get to the airport. And the guy with the sign has your name on it. Not your parents' name on it. It said, like, Sam Roberts on it. That's a big deal, and especially like, for a kid, because, dude, that just happened for me, like, as a comedian, like, within the last decade, that happened for the first time, like, you know, and I was just like, yeah. whoa, this is nuts. So as a little right. kid, you're like, the power, I'm a star, right. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they drive you to the hotel and everything, and then they, they talk to you the night before, like, here's kind of how it's going to go down, and then... And then you get there the next morning and you're there for the tapings and they're doing a whole bunch of shows and there's all these people with you and you're seeing them behind the scenes and you're looking at everything. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is how it works. And you see the audience and you realize that that's the audience, but I'm on the show. I'm special. I'm different. And you, and you go through, <laughs> this all goes you go to your head. You're like, the reservation is under Sam Roberts, not my dad, <laughs> not my mom. And yes, I will be charging things to the room this weekend. Parents, get my <laughs> luggage. Yeah, yes. And then and then we do the show, and they didn't guess it, and I'm just flipping quarters off my ankle, and Nickelodeon celebrities are there going like, that's amazing. And I'm like, I'm amazing. And literally, as soon as the show is finished, they go, all right, van's outside. And they usher us right into a van, and they drive us back to the hotel, and that's all you hear from anybody ever again. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I had no – you don't have any concept at that age. That if you're going to hit a high like this, there's a low right after it. Dude. And you're not like I was not ready. The dopamine for rush. Like, yeah. That you get as a little kid. Yeah, you're not expecting to have a crash anytime soon after that. Ever. Ever. This is life. You're like, now. this is life I'm now. Here now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Every <laughs> moment's gonna be this epic. It doesn't you don't you don't comprehend that. I'm going to go, I'm going to do, and every, all your friends think it's awesome and blah, 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 but you don't comprehend that you're just going to go do the show and then you're going to fly back and nobody's going to, nobody's going to care anymore. Like it happened. Yeah. It's cool when it happened and then nobody will care after that. And you're like, oh, 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 you know, this, now this is yeah. life now. Huh? Okay. Right. 
right? This is remarkably similar to what was happening before. I was a massive TV star. I don't understand. (laughs) That's why, like, I can't, I can't imagine being like an actual kid celebrity. Dude, it just seems like it'd be so. Well, that's why a lot of them end up messed up, dude. Like, just think of all the people who, just like for example, like like the Olsen twins with like some of like the eating disorder stuff, and just like Lindsay Lohan, and like how, and like even Britney Spears, and you know, they go like a little. They have to have this moment where they kind of freak out a little bit because I think it's so much pressure to uphold Mm -hmm. for so many years as a kid, and you don't know how to like give that an outlet or anything. It's just like kind of bottled up inside of you. It's almost like you want them to break and then just come out on the other side and be a person. Like you gotta, you gotta have that break. Yeah, that so you can find a moment years, where you're like, years. "Oh, you're you're a yeah. person now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you can be a person and an artist and whoever you were supposed to be from the beginning. But you were all bottled up trying to just just preserve the high, just preserve it, just preserve it. Don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. This is so it. good. And it's, Freeze it. <laughs> Save it. Yeah. You're like, it's not that. Even, it's not even that good. Like. You I know? think that's what can be really difficult about uh, being in in any kind of entertainment or show business is you get those moments with you know whether it's like interviewing like an idol or something like on SiriusXM or something or like when we're on stage doing stand up or something the the highs and lows are so you you don't expect that when you get into it and you really have to manage yeah. expectations over time otherwise. It becomes super unhealthy. I mean, I think that's why when pandemic times hit for a lot of comics, you know, it's so depressing to to see people that you love and like that you may even look up to all the time and you're surrounded by people who are making you laugh and stuff. And then it's all just gone real quick. And you're like, oh, I need to I need to check on some things like yeah. mentally and emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, because you realize even if you thought you had a handle on it you realize you just had a handle on it until the next fix. So like yeah. until you you had a handle, you're like, I'm prepared for these highs and lows. You're prepared for the low as long as you know you can get back up on stage, you know, within a couple of days. Like you're not prepared for, I'm not going to get that again for a while. Like there's no creative outlet. There's no yeah. you know, adulation. When I broke my arm a couple of years ago, I, the first couple of days, I was really depressed because I didn't know how long like I was going to have to be in a cast and stuff. And luckily it wasn't that bad of a break and I could still play saxophone if I held my hand a certain way. And I, uh, the cast came off pretty quickly actually. And I just for months held the mic in my left hand and just (laughs) held the broken arm just like this and hardly anybody ever noticed. It was really weird. Like I just had like a Lego arm on the on the right side, and then I would just gesture more with you know my face and stuff like that. And hardly anybody would ever notice during shows. And it's like you were saying, like I was super depressed until I realized, okay, I'm gonna be fine because I have these little vices to get me through until you get through the other side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And that's, yeah. Where it gets bad is, is when you don't know that until the fixes stop until the thing stops. And then you're like, Oh, this is what I was waiting for. Like I have to figure out now without that thing, how to get through this. Yeah. Do you remember the next time you felt a high like that as a kid? Because it probably wasn't for a long time that you felt anything close to being that memorable yeah. of, of a surge of energy. It probably was years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It was probably senior year of high school. We, I did, I was in some of the plays, but I'm not a, I'm not a song and dance man. And so I never got cast in the lead of any of these school plays, you know. I, was like, <laughs> I just, I just like somebody being like, "Listen, I'm not a song and dance man by any means. I, I have different strengths, but I will get the job done. And if you need to hire me in this play, then I'll see it through and I'll do my best." <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to know your limitations, right? You need to be upfront with that. But uh, they did a dramatic, uh, just a dramatic play with no singing, no song and dance in it. Brighton Beach Memoirs. And it was like, you know, Brighton Beach Memoirs. It's like a comedic play. 
And I got cast in the lead of that play. And everybody said I did a good job carrying, and, and like the character like carries the whole play. And so it wasn't until that run of three shows that I felt better my senior year of high school. <laughs> now, how many years in between was that? I mean, you're, you're talking a solid... Had to be at least six years. Yeah. 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 Just fiending. Just just trying to find that <laughs> next thing. Dude, just, just cutting like, no. and just like, you know, trying out new <laughs> mascaras and <laughs> Yeah, that's all. That's all. painting my nails, cutting my thighs, you know. Yeah, that's just, it's all good. Nobody can see it. Just figuring yourself out. Yeah. Nobody sees if it's on the inner thigh. It's all good. It's fine. It's totally fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. Everything's oh. Okay. When did you get into yeah, wrestling? So, was it like, uh, was it, I mean, most kids who get into it are at a very young age. They kind of like see it and they're like, this is my thing right mm -hmm. away. Was that similar for you? Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I don't, yeah. like, I don't, I was so young that I don't remember actually getting into it. It was just my thing. Like I liked, I mean, as a little, little kid, I liked He-Man and Thundercats and Ninja Turtles and wrestling did you and then have eventually the action I, figures and I, stuff growing up oh yeah 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 big time i still have most of them that, like dude, everything is still safe. yeah that's great i've got a chunk of mine back in kansas that are just like uh, a bunch of marvel and dc ones but i regret like i got to an age where like we were like moving or something you know like there's like a family move that happens and then your parents are like do you really want to hold on to this stuff and you're like well, if you put it like that, I mean, I, I guess not. They're like, you know, there are some less fortunate kids that could really benefit from these. I'm like, oh, you're going to bring a less fortunate kids? I mean, I still want, okay, we'll give them away. And like, dude, like all the original animated Batman series, I had all those action figures and stuff, and those are all gone. I had to rebuy them a little bit later, like as an yeah. adult, to fulfill I, that, like, I, oh, the ones that got away. Absolutely. I uncovered like my old WWF Hasbro collection and I hadn't like in my head, they were all pristine, but I didn't realize they were all beat up and sun faded. So I had yep. to start like I had to start rebuying them so I could have like the versions in my head of them. But I've never I've never met, which is why I would never I will never put my kids through that guilt trip of like, do you want to get rid of this? Like even when my wife tries to throw out one of my kids toys, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you throwing? Yeah. Don't throw this out. Yeah. He loves this. Like, I, I have never in my life met an adult that's like, no, I was really glad I that my parents gave away my toys. Right. Nobody's got it. Nobody's Every ever said that. Person, everybody rebuys them. <laughs> everybody regrets it. Nobody's like, I was really glad I helped some, some, some of the needy. I was really glad that they had toys. <laughs> no one. Ever. Ever. That's, that's like, as an adult, like, we can look back on moments where we're like, oh, I'm happy, you know, I, I, you know, maybe gave to this organization or something. But like as a kid, like you're right, you never look back and you're like, no. I'm, I'm so glad I was giving as a child to other kids. It's like, no, mm -hmm. now I don't no. have that to experience for the rest of my life. And it's also because like our parents didn't understand it because those of us born in the 80s were the first generation that had good toys like they had terrible garbage toys that of course you would throw out that they would eat like all their toys were dangerous or just rotted away anyway like there was no collecting there was no nothing you know dude one of my favorite uh old snl sketches is uh dan Aykroyd used to do this uh salesman character i don't know if you you remember yeah. this one but dude the the different toys that he would pitch it was literally just these things that would easily he's like yeah here's a bag of glass <laughs> and he's like yeah you know uh, you got the glass and uh you know you're juggling around and uh here you go and then like he had like this like the cellophane bag that he'd put over his head and and dude uh, like it's so great it's just like spoofing all those dangerous kids toys of the 70s yeah yeah but that's i mean that's what they had so they had like so they wouldn't consider they didn't understand that at some point in your life you'll be like man i wish i still had that collection of batman the animated series figures it's true, man. I've of got course, like a couple left. I've got this one Batman, like it's he's on like a purple motorcycle where like if you pull his back backwards, it charges up the uh, 
you know, the, the motorized thing and then you set him forward uh-huh. and then the wheels and it takes off. <laughs> oh man, I still have that one. I need to, I need to, uh, I need to do that just to, uh, to, to feel that sensation again that I had as a kid, the amount yeah. of times I pulled that thing back and let it go and be like, ah, it's crazy. Every time it happens, <laughs> look at how fast it goes. How did this technology exist? This is so realistic. I can't even believe this. It's it's a motorcycle, just small. <laughs> how do how do the mechanics even work on this thing? I, I like you're, you're showing your parents, going like, "You gotta see this," and they like, have to feign interest. Okay, yeah, 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 it. yeah. Cool, man. Cool, buddy. Yeah, keep it up. All right, I think we got a yeah. slow one on our hands. Do we handle this now, or do we handle this later? Do we just let them kind of be? Yeah, I, re- I remember when, because um, I collected action figures for a while as as a kid, and I remember it was a big deal to me when uh, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man uh, came out because those action figures were some of the mo- they were like superposable, so like yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like all the fingers and stuff that you could move. And I was used to more of the blocky kind of Batman figures growing up. And it blew my mind. I'm like, their fingers can move like ours? This is insane. (laughs) What is happening right now? This is exact. (laughs) This is is like a human person, but small. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I mean, and it it was like a, it's a real progression. Like the first wrestling action figures, quote unquote, didn't move at all. They were just big hunks of like hard rubber. If you threw them at somebody, it would give them a concussion. Oh yeah. They're heavy. And then, yeah. And then they would come out and like their arms could move and you'd be like, oh, this is amazing. (laughs) And yeah. And slowly but surely we get to the point where it's like, they have like little abdominal crunches and and 38 <laughs> points of articulation but also like i look at I, there are action figures today like wrestling action figures today like i'm buying them still and when i buy them i'm like i don't think i would even enjoy this as a kid they're they're literally just making them for adults now yeah it, it reaches a point where you're like there there's not fantasy anymore it's just like oh this is just a re- this is a realistic 3d printing laser cut of a human be- it almost becomes more creepy at some point that it's so yeah. realistic yeah it, it's like a, a a 19 it's like a modern they just released a 1970s superstar billy graham figure and i'm going like yes and i bought it and I'm sitting there and I'm opening it and it's like got all this articulation and it looks perfect and I'm setting it up to display it just right. And I'm going, what kid in 2020 is like, ah, oh, if only I had a 1970s superstar wrestler, Billy Graham in my collection. <laughs> like, who's asking for this other than now, me? Now, I grew up super religious. So when you said Billy Graham, the uh, superstar pastor hit my, my my mind immediately and i was like you have an action figure of superstar pastor billy graham am i not onto something that i should be yeah i need that that's the one your parents wouldn't make you give up yeah exactly but knowing my dad knowing my dad my dad would see it as like uh, technically that's a that that's a false god before you you shouldn't be you should be focusing on god and not the 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 sender of the message (laughs) like he was super anti-harry potter when it came out because there was like uh there was like literally i don't know if it was i don't think it was npr it was probably but like there's different stories being covered about how it was about witches and stuff like that and my dad's like absolutely not absolutely with, not so he couldn't have been thrilled with your infatuation with the dark knight oh i mean batman or did it or, or was the or was the darkness over dude, his head like he didn't realize it make like my parents the way they disciplined me like when i look at it like 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 on a macro level it makes zero sense sometimes like like Batman was fine, but I remember having, Mm -hmm. um, do you know the character, uh, black cat? Sure. Um, how she's like kind of busty and, uh, dude, I had a calendar that I had on my wall with different Mm Spider-Man 
heroes and villains from Marvel, and it got to July or whatever, and it was like Black Cat all busty. And my dad, I remember he coming in, he's like, "What is this garbage?" Rips it off the wall, and that was one month. That was one month. Yeah, he's literally the dad from the Twisted Sister video, yeah, yeah. taking everything down. So like. So, My dad was basically like what the Beastie Boys interpretations of parents were. <laughs> yeah. So then how do your parents like deal with you now when you're going on Comedy Central and be like, oh, mom, dad, they're not going to air my skit because I was blowing this guy on Comedy Central. <laughs> like, that's hey, way worse than a black cat calendar. Hey, I don't think my dad, sti- I still don't think my dad knows really the full context of that because my mom and dad wouldn't really watch that show like my mom like my mom was like i like it when you boys run up because it's silly and fun but she goes eh, it's too mean the show's too mean i don't want i don't like it i'm like okay mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. not for everybody uh my dad he's definitely not seen some of that footage for sure he there's no he's just now starting to be more active on facebook like oh, because boy. Because he has a new wife who's more on it and stuff like that, so she'll show him mm-hmm. things now. Like if it wasn't for her, he probably still would be out of the loop. But he will see things and he'll be like, he'll comment like occasionally, like, ah, wasn't too big a fan of uh, that that thing you did. <laughs> little little too much. Little too much. <laughs> wasn't too big a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, but thanks for contributing, my dad. I mean, dude, appreciate my parents you. are. All, I do appreciate their very face value with everything. Where if they don't like yeah. it. They'll be like, not your best. <laughs> like they'll be like straight, like yeah. They're like, well, we would tell you if it, it was good, but like we're not gonna sugarcoat it. Like, cause I put you know, you know, I I I'm putting out so much stuff that that, that they feel comfortable. Like, yeah, I didn't like that one. <laughs> it's not like the like, right. I'm doing one thing every six months, and I'm like, father, do you like this parody music video that I did? <laughs> right. Like, no, right. Yeah. You're like, yeah. There's like eight things a week so you're like all right you like this one all right you like this one <laughs> yeah and eventually it's like yeah that's pretty good were your parents strict growing up or what kind of what kind of upbringing did you have yeah i mean they weren't religious at all because they were both raised very religious mm-hmm. um so like, they went you know that's what happens you either stay the course yeah. or you go, you split off in the other direction i mean, I don't know if that that might have been what brought them together because like my grandfather on my dad's side was a baptist minister and my mom's mom like lived in the church. So mm-hmm. like it was super religious, but they were big time like on it as parents, like hyper aware of everything going on. Uh, my dad was definitely super disciplinarian, uh, but not. Did you get in the a religious belt or, or the switch or anything like that as a kid? No, no. I, there were a couple spankings, barehanded spankings. But there was definitely like my mom telling us as kids that she used to get the switch so that we could, you know, we should really be pretty pleased that that's not happening to us. Oh, yeah. And I was like, like, yeah, like what I went through, you don't want that experience. Right, right. And I was like, all right, all right, fine, fine. You're right. Now, (laughs) will you like as a dad, will you do the spanking thing? eventually or will you be you know what i mean have you thought yeah, about that yeah i mean yeah i i can't see it happening it just doesn't feel current anymore productive right or current productive. yeah it just feel yeah 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 the whole thing or 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 current either like it just feels like a relic like it feels like this is what people used to do because they didn't want to watch their kids so sure. you just like scare them so that you could just be like, no, I don't think he's doing anything bad because I'll, you know, beat him up if he does do something bad. I As opposed that- to just watching him and explaining, don't do this because that. And then you watch him to make sure he doesn't do it again. Like, that's kind of more where I'm at. Like, I just keep my eye on him. And, yeah. and also, you know, I feel like I would feel horrible. Like, I don't even like like upsetting him. I mean, I you know, you got to yell at him sometimes, but... I feel like if I'm sitting there hitting him and he's crying, I'd be like, I I'd feel like a terrible person. See, that's that sounds like the logical thing. Like you just saying it like that. And then like that makes you think of all of our parents before us. Like, 
you guys were sick. You got off on this stuff. <laughs> I mean, what kind of people hit their kids? You know what I mean? You start analyzing. You're like, how was that even a thing? Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, wait. If the way you said it was logical just now, then to do it any other way is just disgusting. You are sick. <laughs> And that's what people start. Oh, you have to understand. It was a different time. It was yeah. a different time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my dad had, uh, my sister was, uh, she would act up a lot and he would on family road trips, he would pick a switch from the tree and set it on the dash. So while she was looking forward on the drive, she would be looking at the switch just in case she acted up. And sometimes he would make her go pick <laughs> the switch that oh, he yeah. was going to use. Yeah. That was that was my mom's mom's style. Yep. My mom said that she would always have to go pick her switch. And then and that would be the thing. Like you're like, oh no, and I know what's coming. And it wouldn't ever be a bluff either. It would never be like pick your switch and then it was like, okay, I just wanted to scare you. It was like, no, now I'm actually gonna use it on you. <laughs> like this wasn't this was just a two part exercise. And here comes part two. No, you but just... my so, it, we were just like we were just made hyper aware that my parents were providing everything so anything could be taken away at a moment's notice everything could be taken away at a moment's notice like whatever it was whatever you enjoy you get to enjoy that the air you breathe can be taken away Mm -hmm. by us right right yeah and also my parents were especially my dad well my mom too my parents were both very good at maintaining punishment so like and, and I, I find it odd that like as i got older i knew a lot of parents would like punish you in the moment and then you could kind of talk your way out of it and kind of yeah. it wouldn't be as bad later on but like if my dad was like if you get anything less than a c you can't watch wrestling for three weeks and i I'd, I'd get like a c minus and i go it was just barely and he's like right it was just barely you can't watch wrestling for three weeks Ooh, yeah. and i get like a for two weeks in a row and i go can i watch wrestling this week and he go i'm really i'm really proud of you man but no, no, you can't. It's three weeks. That yeah. was the thing. And it would be like, that's the deal. And so, you know, I think that's left me with like, no, like, they, they, like, and you don't even feel bad about it. You're not like, like, why would you pull on my heartstrings? We made a, yeah, we made I a already, deal here. I already told three you. Weeks, that was the punishment. Like, we're on good terms now, but of course you're still punished. Like, yeah, it was three weeks. Yeah, I'm like, not wavering was, on this. It's, it's pretty, yeah, it's, I'm being straightforward yeah. with you. Yeah. You want to get dinner? Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, mad at yeah. you. Though, you want to hang out? We just get to watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do we do then? <laughs> Jeremiah Wonders is brought to you by Kanai Pro Gear. Are you sick of schlepping your crap in a cruddy old backpack around? I know I am. Why not get the last backpack you'll ever buy? Get Kanai Pro Gear. Their backpacks are inspired by military assault packs. They took military-grade materials like 500D Cordura Nylon, and Cordura is the brand name nylon, don't you know, which is the strongest, lightest, and most durable. Lots of great products have come out of the military, as we all know. Aviator glasses, the Jeep Wrangler, Top Gun, and now you can get the Sarsana Expedition Pack. It's in use by the U.S. government, which if it's trusted by the Secret Service, it's good enough for you. All their backpacks are designed with functionality in mind. Gear of this high quality normally costs an arm and a leg, but at Kanai, you can get the highest grade at the fraction of a price. All Kanai's products come with lifetime warranty. No matter what happens out there, rest assured, Kanai will repair or replace any backpack as long as you live and breathe. Go to C-A-N-N-A-E-ProGear.com and use Saks to get 15% off. That's KanaiProGear.com and use Saks to get 15% off. Kanai Pro Gear, the most durable backpack known to man. I want to get into this next segment. It's called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. Uh, so I reached out to people online, and they reached right back. Uh, I said, if you could ask Sam Roberts any question, hit me with it. And they sent in some uh, questions, and I think a, uh, a scene suggestion or two for us to maybe try out. We'll see. We'll see if we get to that. Okay. Um, right. This one comes from RRBG Podcast on Instagram. Ask him about pro wrestling, specifically what he thinks of Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns together. I mean, I think it's a fabulous act. I talk about wrestling a lot on my wrestling podcast, obviously. I don't want to uh, right. inundate your audience with the minutia of pro wrestling because pro wrestling is like a weird thing where if you're really into it, you could talk about it for hours and hours. You could literally, that could be, if you said all we're ever going to talk about is wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan, you'd be like, oh, sounds great. But if you're not a wrestling fan, 
the minute you dip into even a hint of minutia, it's like, <laughs> this sucks. Turn it off. Is there like so, a is there like a Cliff Notes version that you ever give people <laughs> like on stuff? No, I re- I refuse. Like if if somebody <laughs> really, I don't do it. Like, like if that, you really like, want blood in blood out, man. If you ride with me, you dying with me. Okay. I mean, there's no such thing as just halfway crooks, and you know that's my philosophy on wrestling. Like if I get the vibe that somebody really wants to know about wrestling. Or if somebody's really like into it and it's like, we're going to start having conversations about this, then it's like, cool. But if somebody's like, so what's the deal with this wrestling stuff? I'm like, what? I, I, I can't mean, even, I don't even have the energy to, 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 to get to that. Like, if you really wanted to know, you wouldn't even be asking me. If you really wanted to know, you would go on YouTube. You would find out. You would You'd turn find it on. your wrestling it's show. Every night. So, yeah. so, so check out Sam's wrestling show. He's got, I mean many podcasts and stuff where he talks about it and that that'll that'll cover uh his his uh his viewpoints there long story short yeah yeah i think that's yeah, a, I think I, that's I, a good I, way to I, answer I, that yeah this week's podcast i talk in depth about how great it was so okay perfect yeah. um multiple people ask this and i'm guessing it's an inside joke from the show which uh you may have to explain to me but sean uh fitchner on uh, instagram are you a chocolate chip muffin type of guy <laughs> 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 no. this, got a re- this got a real big laugh from you so i'm i'm very curious the backstory behind it because multiple people said some kind of question like this because it's those little things that like you say in the moment like i don't know i get really annoyed uh i really don't like i don't like stupid questions and i don't like small talk it is clearly like you're not invested in this conversation. Like, wh- don't try to get me invested in a conversation that you're not invested in. That's why I don't like the wrestling question, because I know you don't care. I feel like you're condes- being condescending, okay, and I don't gotcha. like it. I don't, yeah. Right? Right? So it was. One of our ex-staffers on Jim and Sam, I like. he was like going out for breakfast. He was like, can I get you anything? I'm going down to Starbucks. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get like a Cobra or whatever. And can you grab me a chocolate chip muffin? I was just hadn't eaten before I left the house, you know, whatever. And he goes like, oh, I didn't know you were a chocolate chip muffin guy. <laughs> I'm like, I was, I was furious. You just saw furious. red. You saw red immediately. Yeah. I was like, that's gotta be the dumbest, most unnecessary response to a statement I've ever heard in my life. Why would this conversation, and I, 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 it's not even like I'm saying I'm above talking to you because I'd be perfectly happy talking to you about anything else, but there is nobody on the planet that I want to follow that statement with. I, I don't want to talk to him about it. So yeah, and so I ended up going on the air and talking about it. Yeah, so was- this is really awkward, man, but um, he's actually calling into the show right now. Um, I'm going to patch, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to patch him through. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Sam. Sam. Hey buddy, how's it going? How the heck are you? I'm good, man. How are you? It's good to hear from you. Uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's great to, to hear from you. I appreciate you calling me. So, yeah, no, I don't think that. Okay. So I was, uh, just wondering, um, what are your thoughts on, um, what are your thoughts on weather? It's, I mean, it is weather. It is, it's weather. That's what I, my thoughts on weather are. It's weather. Uh-huh. And during, would you say you're a, a Hulk Hogan fan? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, you know, I watch wrestling. It just, it, it's just, just stupid question to ask. Did you see mm-hmm. that Undertaker match three years ago? Which one? On uh, WrestleMania. Which one? WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. The WrestleMania. Under, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I saw Undertaker at WrestleMania, yes. Hey, do you think it's real? Yeah, man, yes. Yep, I think it's real. Yes, I do. Yep, 100% legit. Oh, cool. Um, now, I'm going to be making a, uh, a run to Starbucks. Um, do, do you, I know you're... I know you're talking to your muffin kind of guy. No, well, no, a, no, I just... I, I just no, no, I no. Asked I, I, when, once that's said, I mean, that's set in stone, Pally Wally. It's one of those <laughs> things where once you say it, like, that, I associate that with you now. You're chocolate chip, muffin <laughs> Sam to me, the rest of our relationship. That's why we don't have a relationship, man. 
That's well, why I mean, we don't have one. Well, you can't say I'm not trying, because I hit you up on the text, I hit you up on the email, even the Facebook Messenger. No, I get them. I get the messages. Yeah, I get them. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Hey, what, yep. um, what do you think of beards? Beards are fine. <laughs> it's we just, just to what... <laughs> We just lost him. I don't know where what happened with, oh, with that guy. God. I don't know if you dumped thank him. Did God. you dump him on your end? Because we, we just I hit okay. my I hit my dump button. Yeah, it was just too much for me. Yeah, I saw you getting actively worked up. So you know, was, I'm I'm glad that, well, I mean, that you just, let him go. Yes, he asked you if you I were like a Hulk having, Hogan fan. I mean, what kind of a question is that? No any any wrestling any kind of wrestling fan, of course, loves Hulk Hogan. I'm but just it goes that, even deeper than that. I hear I'm that just, question, and I go, this is a guy who doesn't know anything about wrestling that is trying to just have a conversation about a thing he doesn't know about. And it's like, why? We could talk about anything. Uh, he's like, uh, you see that uh, Andre the Giant documentary? Uh, you think he was really that big? You think he really pooped in those buckets? <laughs> <laughs> no, they made it up for the top. They made it up. No, no, no. It's a fantasy. It's, a, it's sci-fi. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But those, I mean... Those conversations drive me insane. Well, when it's also, like this isn't a real conversation that we're having in our right business, now. we it's kind of unavoidable a lot of times with what we do, especially like you know prepping for shows or, or whatever, or getting off stage or after shows. Just like there's always like there's always a moment where you're like like I think that now people have the cell phone to automatically kind of go to, to kind of like, it's kind of their signal. Like, Oh, I'm uh, kind of checking out of this thing. Like, um, you know what I mean? But be before yeah. like in, in the twenties, like you just, you just sit and look at each other and there wasn't good outs for conversations. Like there wasn't a, Oh, I got to take this or anything like that. You just have to be kind of stuck in a room with people. But like, imagine if, imagine if you had a joke about Mr. Pibb, right? And you wrote that joke. You've been telling that joke for two years and you get off stage and somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, you like Mr. Pibb, huh? And you're like, no, man, it was just funnier to say than Dr. Pepper. Like I wrote it two years ago. I don't know what to tell you. here. Give me a don't, break, please. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do We're this not, right now. This wasn't it. You just saw the thing on stage. Like that would be like going to like, you know, James Hetfield and being like, ah, trouble sleeping. Huh? Call the Sandman. Am I right? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> some people want some kind of conversation rather. They're more comfortable with that rather than just a, a smile or a nod or, or silence. They want to they wanna try to connect in some way, even if it's like to get some kind of energy going, I guess. But we can connect. If we just have a conversation like people do, we can definitely connect. That's not against connecting. I'm against false connections. When you build these connections that aren't based on anything real because you want to skip three steps. Right. Right. You know? You're like, drives me crazy. Don't do me like that. Um, <laughs> this comes from Mr. Mostly Leg on Instagram. Did you really take growth hormones in high school? Uh, I don't, I think into high school. Yeah. I don't know if I was, it, I, I probably stopped around freshman year. But yeah, as a kid, I took human growth hormone. Yes, because I was very small. Oh, gotcha. the The way the question is phrased is like you had a bodybuilding phase in your. Uh, oh no 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 no! I was like, I was under. I was like, what former life did Sam have that I don't know about? Like being a smaller kid, like okay, yeah, the doctor wants certain things to like bone density or something maybe to develop or something like that. That makes more sense than like, yeah, dude, you know, it was a, it was a lifting phase in my life, and uh, it got really into. Just power <laughs> squats and thrusts <laughs> and jerks and cleans. I was like, I was one of my buddies who was a wrestler in high school was like, bro, do you know if you had been lifting while you were taking the HGH as a kid, do you know how big you would have gotten, bro? You should have done it. I'm like, I, I, well, you know, I wish I had known then what I know now. I mean, HGH would be a great wrestler name. <laughs> weighing in yeah. at 722 pounds at the ripe young age of 19 years old yeah, yeah. no i took uh i took hgh because 
uh, I was undersized and I went to the doctor and they were doing all these x-rays and stuff. And they were like, look, I mean, he's healthy. He'll be fine, but he probably won't grow to be taller than four eleven. And I was like, I mean, even at that age, I'm like, no man in any situation, there is no business where a four foot 11 man is taken seriously. It just, it's never happened before. There's been, there's never been a four foot 11 man who has been taken seriously in any form of business or personal. There's, there's a four Ever. foot 11 man listening to this podcast. So where it's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? You don't take me seriously, Sam? Come on. It just like, I might take him seriously as a person, but you can't walk into a boardroom. You can't be an entertainer. You can't be anything. I mean, Tom Cruise is like what? Probably like five, 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 six. He's five, five. And he's I like, think, yeah, he's five, five. And people are like, bro, like the first thing you hear about Tom Cruise is, you know, how short that guy is. And he's six inches taller than four eleven. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a four foot eleven Tom Cruise in the action and the exact same action movies? <laughs> <laughs> they already had to shoot it differently for a five foot five guy, but a four foot eleven guy, all those running scenes, like, dude, I, I mean, I can see your little legs like fluttering. It's just, it's not yeah. working for me. Like, the lifts on your shoes are as big as your calves. Like they're way too big. Like you can't, everybody can see them. They don't blend in at all. I wonder if, if that's when Tom Cruise got into Scientology and they're like, you can have anything you want, Tom, anything. And then he's like, make me a real boy. <laughs> and they're like, no, anything but that, Tom. He's like, I just want to be taller. It's like, no, you have everything else. He's like, uh. he's like, we own your soul now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't want to grow up to be four uh, eleven, so uh, I'm not. I mean, which is great. That, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Um, I like this question. It's it's an inside uh, uh, question from uh, back in the day, one of the episodes of um, of the show uh, at Ricky Clark two fifteen. Was the up and down game with Bobo and Patrice real? Did he get hard from sexual talk for real? It's hilarious and a go-to when remembering Patrice and how crazy that show was. It was 100% real. Not only it was 100% real and unscripted. Like it was not, it was, it was, yes, it was 100% real. And and explain to people a little bit of context for what this question is surrounding. Well, Bobo, uh, he was a guest on this show. He was like our, our one of our wacky guys that would come in. He's a big fan of the show. And it just had a hilarious disposition. Um, but he would come in and he had some penis problems. Like he had uh he had had several surgeries performed on his penis from a young age. So that had come up before, I believe. So far, my um, favorite quotes from yours, I'm no song and dance man, and he had some penis problems. <laughs> He did. He did. It's unfortunate, but and you know, it is. Nobody has taken any four foot eleven man seriously. Never. <laughs> never those happened. are my favorite sound bites from the show so far. Continue. Sorry, sorry. Continue. It's good. It's good. Um, so I, I believe it started because we realized that he had been talking to one of the Sirius XM ladies, one of the ladies that worked at Sirius XM, and we noticed he was wearing khakis and. <laughs> And he had become erect while talking to her. And we were like, and this was not even on the air. We were like, like we had to call him, pull him aside. You're like, Bobo, man, what are you doing? You can't, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And so uh, we brought him on the air and Opie and Anthony and Jim started talking to him. And they quickly realized that he could become fully erect and aroused within a moment's notice, just talking about sexual stuff. And then you could immediately change the conversation to talking about the Mets or something else that he liked, and he would go limp. And then you could bring it back to sexuality. He'd go right back up and then go right back to the Mets. He'd go back down. And you could sit there for hours just watching that thing go up and down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a fun game show. That is a very fun game show. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, especially with all the streaming platforms we have now, I could see, I could easily see the up and down game becoming a, a household hit. Can we pitch this to Quibi together? <laughs> I feel like we could, and then maybe, uh, maybe the two of us design the home version. Yeah, so we could yeah. sell that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do it from the luxury of your own home. 
Right, right. Contestants will also receive a copy of the Up and Down game, the home version. <laughs> Do you have penis problems? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Kanga Bear Kiss on Instagram. Uh, ask him about having to travel with Chip Chipperson and if Chip actually throws rocks at cop cars because that's fucking sick. It, it is fucking sick. I've never, I've never seen Chip uh, throw rocks at cop cars, but I have, I have been on road trips where I thought I was there with Jim Norton, but we'll be, it'll be like you know we'll be driving home from one of his gigs, and it would have been like probably three o'clock in the morning, and somehow Chip Chipperson just takes over and starts driving through the streets of Manhattan, and Chip loves to honk the horn of the car. So he likes to weave through the lanes and honk the horn a lot. And, uh, and yeah, he was doing, he was, he was doing a lot of that very late at night, uh, in the middle of, of Manhattan. That's gotta be fun to be a co-pilot to that. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, like when you're a part of mayhem, but you can still ha not hold accountability for something that is kind uh -huh. of the best of both worlds. Like I, I like in high school, like when those Fast and Furious films were like real big, uh, and like oh, drifting yeah. became popular for a little bit. Uh, I would go <laughs> drifting in my my uh, my buddy's uh, little Honda. It was like this little two door coupe, and we'd fit like five dudes inside of it. And uh, he would go like around light poles and stuff like that. But we like almost uh -huh. like t boned like so many things just from him he it's a high school kid thinking that he knows how to drift and stuff so the thrill the thrill of being in that car and knowing that you are not responsible if it does go into flames or an accident <laughs> happens you're like this is living on the edge right now yeah 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 and then if anything goes wrong you could just be like Why'd you do that? Yeah, dude, that that wasn't a good call, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could sit in in mayhem for a while. Yeah, you sure. just enjoy just enjoy this. That you're like I I didn't start this, but I'm also not going to finish it. Yeah, uh, but I appreciate being here. I appreciate being here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could. I'll be a party to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm no yeah. party pooper. I mean, I'll hang. I can hang. If you guys want to do coke and stuff, I, I'm I'm down to hang. <laughs> I'm a good hang. So do your thing, guys. That's what people say thing. about me. I'm a good hang. <laughs> uh, we're going to close it out now with uh, uh, a listener favorite, Sax Talk. Oh, Sax all right, Sam, I prepped you uh, a little bit before we started this podcast, and um, you're going to share a story of a sexual encounter, and it doesn't matter how graphic or innocent it is, um, whatever you'd like, um, you're going to share that with the listeners and viewers, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax along with it, and we're going to get super sexual up in here, so whenever you are ready, I will follow you along with my sax. Okay, well, I think uh, based on the fact that I think we've talked a lot about uh, childhood and things like that, we'll go back then. And I've told uh, the shortened version of this story on the radio before, but it I think it deserves the sax treatment. I think this will really add to it. Um, let's go back to about seventh grade, uh, hanging out on the on the playground, and, you know, People were starting to have their first experiences. Um, you're trying to figure out where you kind of fit in in that dating world. But you're too shy to make the first move. Uh, and I was sitting out there on the playground and and I was hanging with my, with my buds, my two dude friends. And uh, this girl, a couple of girls, two girls walk over. And they're friends. With one of the girls who I found to be a very pretty girl at the time. Not anymore, obviously. She was in seventh grade. But at the time, my speed. And they go, hey, Sam, would you consider going out with insert name here? And I looked at my friends who looked at me as if to say, I don't know what to do here. 
And in a moment of panic, I looked at the girls and went, oh boy, I'm screwed. And the girl said, you're screwed? And I went, yep. And they went, okay. And I went, yep. And they said, all right, we'll see you later. And they walked back to their friend. And uh, following that uh that decision of me being screwed, I believe I went on a dry spell of, I mean, a solid four to five years. That was nice. Who would have thought that one statement, <laughs> one statement would have had a ripple effect? I'd like to see an alternate timeline of Sam as a kid saying, uh, let's go. <laughs> you- <laughs> Dude, it haunted me I, literally years. I thought about it for years. Why did I say that? Why did, why did I, why would I have said that? That was so, such a good option. That would what naturally, that? you know, girls talk and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. they all probably started talking, you know, behind yeah. your back and like at the uh, at the playground or whatever, being like, "Yeah, like I don't know if Sam like likes girls or or if he's just too worried, <laughs> yeah. like if he feels too much pressure to go on a right. date or something like that." You know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. kind of stuff, like in those small circles, it gets around real quick. Yeah, they're definitely like, he's either gay or asexual. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's no other reason that a person would respond that way. I would love to meet a truly asexual person and just talk to them about what that's like, because that's so interesting to just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't like yeah, anything I, I really. really. Like, I don't really identify with liking any sex or gender or anything. I'm just more like, I don't know. Like, like do those people like when they're asexual like that, do they literally not masturbate or anything? And they're just like, cool with it. Yeah. I always wonder if it's something where they just didn't quite get out of that weird phase where they're just not quite ready to start dating. It's one of those things where like, well, I just never started. And so it never appealed to me. And so I just don't. Like I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's fascinating too. It's, it's because you, you would think like just some kind of desire would have to be in you. Right. You would think, I mean, like I didn't have many girlfriends in high school, but it was one of those things where your boy was horny all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I yeah, I was similar in the fact that like, I was way too nervous to talk to any girls. But I would sit at home and think about the things that I would say to these girls eventually. Yeah. Right, or maybe, right, right. maybe I'll write them a note or maybe I'll say, and you'd think about like, this is going to be the first move. This is going to be the first move. And then you realize it's June and the entire school year has passed. You're like, well, let's uh, chalk this one up to a defeat and get ready for next year. You're just an old man with a Rip Van Winkle beard and be like, what happened? What happened? I should yeah. have made my move. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at some point, now it didn't actually get to this. Like I did finally start dating in high school, like towards the end of high school. But I remember at one point I was like, okay, here's going to be the plan. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to completely reinvent myself. I'm going to be a totally different person because I think I'm going to have to scrap up all of high school to a loss. Now, luckily I could, I didn't have to do a weirdo like reinvention, like, I could just be myself, but there was, there was a period of time where I was like, yep, that's gotta be the plan going forward because this is not working out. Is uh Samuel present? No, my name is Samuel. It's pronounced Samuel. <laughs> Don't worry. And they're like, Oh, this, this character is not working. Okay. Sorry. Scrap that. Scrap that. Right, right, right. I'm going to have to transfer schools. 
No, new character. New character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. The idea of somebody who can't figure out what character they want to be. And they just keep transferring from school to school to school. Yeah. Can I bring my credits with me? Yeah. What if I call myself a different name? Can I still, the credits still work? Okay, great, great. Yeah. I'll Do I get to use this language. preferred name slot at every school that I go to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could change that every time, right? Yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, dude, it's been awesome. Uh, uh, gonna chat up with you for a bit, and uh, and uh, it's been a fun kind of nostalgic episode with you of uh, of childhood yeah. and uh, and fun. And is there anything that you want to plug or anything uh, before you go? Uh, you could uh, hit up my YouTube at Not Sam on YouTube. Jim and Sam, of course, every morning on Sirius XM. Uh, and then if you are looking for the wrestling stuff, Not Sam Wrestling is the podcast and YouTube channel that comes out every week. Heck yeah, dude. Thanks so much for joining the show. And uh, man, loved having you on. It was, it, was, it was great talking to you today, dude. Yeah, this is great, man. Thanks for having me. And um, what are your thoughts on um, oil and wrestling? Do you like that? Or is that a no-go? Or It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>